Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us for episode three. We're really excited to have you here. And we're going to talk about a few things today. One of them is episode two of The Chosen. And another one is going to be, what were we going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Uh, Education versus experience. There seems to be debates on this. and Yeah. Education versus experience. Why don't we start by sharing our experience and what we did post high school? Okay. Post high school, post haste. What did you do, Terry? So I had this great, uh, I had five years of school. I didn't have a choice. High school was five years if you wanted to go to university or college. You're that old. I'm that old. I am that old. Uh, I applied to my three schools and, um, you know, picked Waterloo and Laurier because I live locally and then wanted to find a small school somewhere far away. So I was like, any meeny, miny, mo, do I take Laurentian or uh, Trent or Brock? And I landed on Trent. So I applied to Trent and I had the good fortune of not getting into all three of them. So I went to camp right after high school. Got a phone call week one of session one. Hey, it's Trent University. We have some space. You want to come to university? And I'm like, wow. Uh, It's better than going back to high school for a sixth year. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. Yikes. We were doing victory laps then. And it was a sixth year of high school. I would have been 19 in September. I would have been 20 before I even graduated high school. Mm. That's cool. Um, So yeah, I went to Trent University. Spent two years there, then transferred back to Waterloo and finished my degree at the University of Waterloo. So that's my education experience. Is that what you meant? Yes. That is what we meant. Uh, Since then, so I did a three-year degree. Since then, I've also gone, like I've taken a course at Tyndale. I've taken courses through Laurier. I've taken courses online. Uh, Just in the process of finishing the Aero uh, Executive Leadership Training. Um, So the journey through education, I don't think it ever has to stop this idea that we anyways that's my story hmm. <laughs> what's your story uh so i finished grade 12 and i decided i wanted to uh play sports more so i went back to high school for a fifth year well half a year played hockey and football and then uh worked for the second half of the year although not that much <laughs> um i realized that year that i probably wanted to go to university so then i Applied, got into Laurier for sociology, went to that the next year. And after about two months of being there, I got the job I wanted at Ray of Hope, which is what I was getting my sociology degree for. To work so at Ray I of thought, Hope. Yeah. So I thought, mm, better not. And I decided not to stay there. <laughs> um, not to I stay also, at university or not to stay at Ray of Hope? Uh, well, both eventually. Oh. But originally, yeah, originally I decided not to stay at Laurier then because I already had the job I wanted and I didn't really like the program at all. Kind of hated it. So I switched to Conestoga College for a business program. Um, ended up hopping around there for a few years in some different programs, figuring out what I liked. Um, eventually it got to the point where I was working what could have been full time. So I basically would get up in the morning and have the choice of going to class or, or work. And I chose work so class took a back seat um long story short i did four years of school and i don't have to actually have a major but uh i learned a lot okay so that's neat all right so education 
Um, is it a good thing or bad thing or a thing? Uh, is it education's a good thing? Yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with education. Um, I think my like I can pretty much sum up my opinion in like one sentence. Oh yeah, and what's you that? Can see if you agree or not. Okay. If you know what you want to do, then go to school right away and do it because it's really hard to come back. The longer you wait to do school, the harder it gets. If you don't know what you want to do for sure, and I mean like at all, you're like, oh, I maybe want to do this, or like, don't waste your money at university trying to figure out what you want to do because it costs a lot more than it does in high school or working to figure out what you want to do. Like, you're better off to take a fifth year, take half a fifth year, work, whatever it is, or free or make money. Um, and spend that time. You can do a different job every three months. Figure out what you might want to do. And then spend your money at university or college. Once you've got some life experience or tried a few yeah. things. Like if you, there's lots of people who leave high school, like, I want to become a nurse. Go for it. Do it right away. Don't take too much time. If you, you know, maybe you want to take a year off, do some other things, a Bible school, travel, whatever. But like, if you, I would really suggest you wait till after university to do that too, because I think if you know what you want to do, it's only going to be harder to get it done later. That's my suggestion. That's my opinion. Some of those. So what if you don't have the funds to do that? Would you suggest going through and doing that anyways? Just taking out loans, managing? Um, I would, I would like say there's not really one better way or the other. Like there's two paths of. You can either probably get plenty of grants from the government plus loans from local banks to get you through university and pay that off through the summer. And then once you're done, when you have a good job or you could start working prior and save up some money and go that route. Like, I don't think either is bad or worse as long as you manage your money properly either way. Do you think there's an advantage to taking uh, a gap year? Um, to work, to save up for university or to try some different things? Oh, I definitely do. Because I think you, <clears throat> you're definitely going to end up with um, at least an even bank account or more money in your bank account than if you had just gone straight to university. So I think there can be a big benefit that way. Um, plus you gain the possibility of knowing what you want to do and um, gaining some experience in other fields or whatever. Do you think people are surprised by this opinion that you have? No, I don't think so. No. I think it's pretty, like, I, I don't know like anyone would really, like, is this really controversial what we're saying? Like, I don't would, know. Would anyone out there really suggest, just go to school no matter what you want to do? I think there's like, a lot of people that come out of, you know, come out of high school or, mm-hmm. you know, people we've talked to over the last couple of years here at camp where they're like, man, I, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I have to go to university. I know right. I have to go to college. I don't want to disappoint people and it's kind of been pushed on them. And, uh, I, I just think there's so many people like, wow, I didn't get the mark I wanted in this class. I didn't get the biology mark I wanted, or I didn't get, I'm not doing really well in university math. There's no way I can get into my program. Uh So then they completely scrap an idea or a passion or a calling in their life Uh just because I I don't qualify or I'm not good enough or I I, I don't want to disappoint people. So I have to go to university and I really wanted instead to do this or try some things for a while. And and I guess my frustration is you you don't even know yourself. You're just pursuing 
somebody else's expectation for who you think you're supposed to be. Yeah, you can grow a lot in a gap year. Like I've seen people change a lot during a year off. Or three years. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that has to just be a gap year, but a gap time. Season. Season. I like that. Season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't have to do it right away. I just think if you know what you want to do, you should do it. Regardless. Yeah. But that's just like, I think school gets hard the further into life you get. So I think, uh, when, when it comes down to this, one thing that I've written down here is it's really important that you have goals, Hmm. know what your goals are. Um, and I think what is better than when, like, if you know what you want to do way better than when you have to do it. Right. Uh, you can go back and relearn something at 35. Like I had a job in an accounting office and I had done zero accounting studies. So now I'm taking accounting courses while Mm -hmm. I'm working because I need to know what and when, when happened, when I got to that stage and I needed to learn those things. Um, we, we try and do the when right away and we're just learning whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not actually what we want to learn. It's just whatever we can get our hands into and right your third year and you're like, oh man, I've got the wrong major. I need Mm -hmm. to go back and start taking some of these first year courses again because I want to change my, my study track. Like that's great, but it's a thousand dollars a course. Like this is, yeah, this is going to get expensive quick. For sure. Uh, So I think setting those goals, knowing what is better than when uh, it's okay to disappoint others. Um. If you really sense that God is in this process, and I've seen so many people just afraid to, uh, well, people expect me to do this. I'm expected to be something or to do something. Um, and ex- uh, man, there was, I just listened to a podcast with Lecrae where he's being interviewed and he talks about that expectation, the weight of that expectation. Like if I fail here, man, I'm letting everybody down. And sometimes we can really feel that weight on our, on our shoulders, but, um, it's okay to disappoint people. If God is leading you and you sense that direction in the process, uh, it's okay to not know. I don't know what I want to do. Well, then, then maybe wait on a decision. So use the people around you for advice and know, like, I don't know what I want to do. Okay. Well, is this. Is this decision a moral decision or an amoral decision? Right. Right. There's, there's a difference there. Uh, and maybe, maybe it's okay to make this decision not knowing. And there's other times where you're going to be like, this is just so unclear that I'm not changing. I'm going to keep working at my job until it's very clear where I need to go next. Right. Um, but it's, I think we need to count the cost. That's not, um, cost, uh, is really important to know, like, just have a plan, but uh, maybe that's, we'll just leave it at that count the cost because there's, there's a whole conversation on finance that we can have, uh, another time. Yeah. But, uh, but make a plan, have know what it's going to cost you one way or the other and write it down. If you know what your goals are, write them down, man. In five years, I want to do X. Or someday, I would love to do this job. Well, that, if that's your goal, write it down. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get two years into it, 
where you're going to get two months into a course that has nothing to do with what you want to do. Right. And you're like, man, what am I doing this for? This sucks. I <laughs> yeah. hate this. And, and I've, I've been there. I've had to do the uh, Canadian business courses because uh, business law. And you're like, oh my goodness, I am never going to practice law. Why am I even doing this? Six weeks in, this is just a slug or economics, macro or microeconomics. Like what the heck? This is, uh, and then what's my goal? Where am I trying to get to? Just get through it, gut it out, get your pass, get your 75 mm. or your 80 that you need to pass that course. Yeah. And, and shelve it, put it away. Let's talk about The Chosen. Okay. Episode two. Okay. This cultural moment. Uh, uh, I don't know if there's a title to the episode. I'm sure it's there is. Shabbat. I was guessing it was the Sabbath. Sh- Sabbath. For those who haven't figured it out yet, the. The Sabbath is Shabbat. Same word. Okay, nice. Different languages. Yeah. What language is Shabbat? Hebrew. Thank you, Jewish. Hebrew. Is Jewish a language? No, it's Hebrew. Thank you. Um, what do you think about this episode? Um, no, I didn't find it. I think I liked the first episode better. Yeah, it's um, this one's a little bit. I think I might have been wrong on the first one. That this might be the most boring one. <laughs> okay, there you go. But I actually still really, like really the first good. One. Yeah, there's just like I think a lot of it is just context setting up and um, plot building, setting up th- something for Jesus to ultimately speak up against. Yeah, I think in the first episode, it was the introduction. Let's meet these people, uh-huh. get a little taste of who they are. This is kind of like character development. Yeah. Like, okay, so now we're going to meet Matthew a little bit deeper, and Quintus, and Simon, yeah. and Mary, and Nicodemus. And Pretty get, standard TV show stuff, if you think kind about of, it. Kind of, yeah. Like, do you ever really love a show two episodes in? I the, love this one two the episodes The pilot in. catches you. There's enough like intrigue, and it's a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. And then you get to the second episode, and you're like, oh. This is just character yeah. coloring. Anyway, let's go through it. Um, right off the bat, we have a little flashback scene. Um, we assume, I guess, that it's Elijah as a kid. It, they call him Eli. So You assume. I missed that. Assumptions can be That was made. great. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just basically kind of going over the importance of the Sabbath and uh, the meal and all that and the rituals. and. Um, you can really get a sense for the meaning and weight behind it when they do it at the start there, which is kind of neat and sets up the whole episode. Seems boring at first, but then there is more to it. Uh, so then we kind of get going and, you know, Mary's mucking around with the hairdressers and whatever else. Mary is around. She's uh, definitely different. Episode starts. She's Mary's, happy. She's like floating yeah. in life. And- so yeah, we see Mary. She's all better, kind of a new person. Picking She's, flowers, uh, having fun. Bouncing around near the hairdressers or whatever else they uh, they have going on there. Um, everyone's getting ready for to look pretty for Sabbath, which is interesting. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Interesting scene there where the Pharisee walks through and everybody just stops what they're doing. Mm. Uh, it's like there's a sense of, um, there's a religious weight to him. There's like a, 
an, a self-righteous importance. Like, well, maybe they don't want to get caught doing more than they're supposed to, that they don't even know how yeah. much that is they're allowed to do. And yeah, these uh, these rich people are really the police, right? The Well, you think about, too, how many of those people, like how many people could read? A lot of women weren't allowed to read, right? Yeah, that's true. And then true. maybe young people couldn't, or some people just were never taught, like men, too. So maybe a lot of these people had a fear of the law because they couldn't read the law. They were just had to listen to what they were told. And if all they were told was don't work too much on the Sabbath, they don't know exactly what that means. Right. Things like that. I don't know. Right. Maybe true. Just stood out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we got Matthew. He's talking to, uh, to goes, talks to Quintus about Simon. Um, that whole thing's kind of funny and interesting how they're, He's not as terrified of Quintus as he probably should be. Yeah, and Quintus loves that. Which He's is like, wow. Yeah. I try and find people that won't just grovel in front of me. Yeah. Again, like that's And some, you should and you won't. <laughs> yeah. Again, there's some story storytelling assumption in there, but uh the definite like fear for their praetor. So they call them praetor. Yeah. The dominus. The dominus. The praetor. Uh yeah. yeah, the the leader of the um occupy occupy occupying. Army. Leader of the occupation in that city, um, they would have definitely been a little bit terrified of him, especially since he he probably has just killed people just because before. Um, yeah, the soldiers are afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in serious respect. And you you get to see a, a glimpse of Matthew. Matthew like details are important to him. Knowing the truth is really important to him. He like writes things down. Math is important to him. Um, but he he misses certain nuances. Yeah. And I think I'm guessing part of that scene and the reason for it is so that they can set up a reason for why Matthew is going to be where he is, uh, in, in episodes to come or in yeah, stories when he crashes into Jesus. Yeah. Like why is yeah. he down by the water watching the fishermen and Jesus is there? Like why did, why was he there for that? There's no really other explanation. He should have been working. Well, he kind of was working, right? Because he's spying for Quintus. So um, we'll see that in later episodes. Spoiler alert. But um, I think they like were trying to probably find a good story, a good way to tell the story of why Matthew would have been there, which I think is really cool. Because um, there's going to be multiple times where you're like, well, why was he randomly there? So, or you could look at, you could say that at the Bible. Like, oh, why was Matthew there? Yeah, and how did these guys know him? Yeah. Why, why do they care about him? And why would he have known Simon and Andrew? Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, so let me see. Simon's, you know, in the bar buying drinks for people, plotting with Andrew. Nothing crazy there. I guess the main thing is we see Simon most of the episode. He's scheming or planning or trying to control things or... um clawing at trying to get back into um the good books with the romans yeah fix his problem right yeah and and master of his own destiny kind of he wants to be the master and everything is out of control Uh and the more it gets out of control the more he's like i got this i got this i can fix this i can do this you you see that like throughout the entire episode and you get to a point where his wife and his brother andrew are just kind of like whatever like just just don't take us down with you. So then Nicodemus gets uh, brought in to see the 
whatever this guy's name is, Av Belden or something. Sure. I don't know. I don't know what it is either. It, some Jewish title. I had the subtitles on, so I tried to copy it down, but <laughs> he has some kind of authority, eh? some sort of importance. Basically, they the whole thing was they're trying to make a formal inquiry on this miracle um, that happened to Mary because someone saw her. I was wondering if part of that purpose was because they they like to log like the miracles that happen. Like uh, they want to have a, a formal. A uh, book that shows who did it and how it happened and that it actually happened and verify it. But I think maybe the m- main reason is just that they want to give credit to somebody, namely Nicodemus, and he doesn't necessarily seem to care about that. No idea. Yeah. We don't know. All right. So then Nicodemus just says he's going to investigate himself. Uh, he's going to try and figure this out. He doesn't want to just have the credit without figuring out what's going on. Um, and I think he's maybe. Seems like he's like, oh, if they go investigate, then then they're going to find someone else did it or whatever happened. Then I don't, I want to be the one to figure that out. So, uh, his wife, once again, cares more about her status than anything else. They're talking about, uh, the Sabbath dinner and ritual and it would be, um, him performing or whatever it's called. And he's not really pumped about that, but she's like, oh, it'll be like having dinner with God himself and he kind of scoffs and think that's ridiculous because it obviously is. Um, <laughs> she definitely is caught up in their whole lifestyle. Um, and that's what matters to her really. Yeah. And she's I think never throw that away. I think Nicodemus has a real heart for God, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't like, he only knows his religion. This is all he knows. This is yeah. all he's been taught. This is all he can see. This is all he can. And no one's affirming his, um, questions or his doubts, like no one's been like, yes, yeah, seek this out. They're all like his yeah, wife he, is namely the only person you can talk to about it, and she's like slapping it out of him. Yeah, you <laughs> don't ask questions, don't have doubt. Yeah, Th- like you, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to have doubt. He, yeah, he wants something real. I think that's what he wants. He's like, I've done all this my whole life for something real. Yeah. So anyway, he goes and. Approaches Mary. Okay. I don't know how he finds her just near the hairdressers. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and uh, he really wants to figure out who did this miracle. Um, well, I guess he assumes it was himself, himself at first until he learns that it wasn't. And then he really wants to know who it was. And she's negligent to tell him, which she doesn't really know and doesn't seem to care that much at the time. Um, <laughs> and then the one interesting comment. He says he's not here to enforce the Jewish law, uh, which obviously he's saying that because I think that most, that would be like the most common reason for him to be there or for people to see him. Or that's what people would normally think when they see the Pharisees, like, oh, they're just here to tell me I'm breaking a law. So they were kind of viewed as second centurions in some ways, centurions of the religion instead of, of the government. Yeah. The police of the Jewish people, right? Yeah. And if you had to, you had to bow to them. And if you were out of line, then that's it. You're out. Yeah. That would be uh, terrifying. Uh, Simon's arguing with his wife working on Shabbat. Another theme that's popping up again. They just, uh, yeah. She wants to celebrate the Sabbath and he wants to work because he needs to. Um, that definitely is something we see a lot where 
I mean, there seems to be a lot of uh, guys like his age or whatever um, working on the Sabbath, and they seem to need to. You know, it's because they don't have enough money to get through without it or food um, or whatever. And I think maybe they don't fully understand the like Sabbath rule. Like it's obviously been around for a while because they don't really seem to care about it. Like it's, it's more of a, a ritual or a, um, it's like, well, like something you always do. Tradition. It's more of a tradition, a tradition than it just is. Gotta, just got to go through the motion. Yeah. It's more of a tradition than it is anything else. Um, they're just doing what they've always done and what they're raised to do. It's not about what they are like need to or want to do. Kind of feels like, uh, for me, church was that growing up. Like mm-hmm. we just got to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. Morning. Like, oh my goodness. I always um, felt that way. Yeah. That tradition, that ritual. And then you're like, oh, I got out of church today. That's kind of, hey, I didn't die. Oh, I used to be so happy when <laughs> I'd have like a reason to not go to church. I didn't get struck down. Yeah. And, oh, I should try this again. And, yeah. and you can almost have that feeling like, uh, you know, God, God knows we need to do this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good, and I'm still alive, and here we go. Yeah, so then uh, Nicodemus is clearly annoyed by the overall um, feeling at this uh, Sabbath meal, and his wife is just boasting about all the fancy things that they're eating off of and using and whatever, and he's like, give me a break, who cares? Um, Clearly longing for something more than... Yeah, I've been disturbed by something, right? Yeah. Um, likely his conversation with Mary is right. weighing on him. Uh, and then we see Mary's dinner meal and there's definitely a different, like, what'd you call it? An earn- earnestness yeah. to the, to the yeah, yeah. feeling in the room where they're sincerity to it. Yeah. Right? Like, like way more sincere. There's actually like meaning behind what they're doing. It's not just like, Oh, we're just sitting down for this meal that we traditionally always do every week. But it's like, oh, this means something every week, and we do this with a purpose. And even though it's her first time in a long time, she's still doing it uh, meaningfully. Yeah. And then, obviously, Jesus shows up, which makes it even that better, that much better. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, And he shows up with Mary. Yeah. And not with Nicodemus, right? Like, he's not going to the elite dinner. No. Yeah, he doesn't He would not be invited there. But he's sitting down with... He wouldn't be allowed at the other one. <laughs> yeah. And he sits down and, and the guy makes a joke about, oh, you're from Nazareth. Uh, sorry about that. Something good can come from Nazareth. Yeah. Kind of like, like oh, wow. Who knew? You're from Peterborough? I didn't know that. Hmm. So, then, so then we see that there's a extra, she talks about there's an extra plate that she set for Elijah, which is a tradition that you do at Passover, not every Sabbath meal. Um, and what do you want to explain that? Why that was a thing? So there was a belief that uh, you left the empty seat because um, there's a promise that Elijah will return, and when Elijah returns, he will be uh, he'll come and he'll be present and he'll prepare the way for the Messiah. That when the Messiah comes, he's preceded by Elijah, and so they left that seat. My understanding is for for that purpose to remind them that the Messiah hadn't come. But soon there would be a prophet to prepare the way. Right. So that's kind of cool. Because um, Jesus ends up taking that seat. <laughs> yeah, he takes that seat. And, and, the, and, and Elijah led off the, 
the episode. Yeah. So, so it's kind of full over here. Like we got the flashback scene with, I think, Elijah. And then we hear about the leaving of the seed for Elijah, who everyone thinks is the one that's going to come back. But then Jesus shows up and takes his seat. So there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, imagery wise. Some fun stuff, eh? Yeah. Pretty neat. And then uh, some artistic license there. A little bit. Which it's is great. Pretty cool. Yeah. So it's really neat. I think then I was thinking about the episode as a whole. Like, not a lot happened, but there's definitely um, a lot of reason behind the importance of like showing the importance of the Sabbath and making that a whole episode because that's likely going to be one of the main things that, or is one of the main things that Jesus um, speaks against, kind of like just their legalism. And so that being one of them, right? Like Sabbath is important because of the meaning, not because of the actions. Yeah. The heart is heart trumps head. Yeah. And so I think um, they want to really set up like a culture. They want to set up a context. So we understand what, like when he, when, when Jesus is going to teach, they want to have this culture's context set up for us to be like, Oh yeah. Like that's really hitting them hard because they, Mm really believe like the Sabbath was important uh, in how you, how you do things, not just like why you do things. Um, and Jesus is going to kind of crush that. We all know that. Not sure when that'll be, but. So. So what, what's, what stood out? What, what one thing really stood out from this episode? Hmm. Like you kind of went through the plot you story and, but what one thing or, or two things really stood out that you're like, Oh, this is why you need to watch that. Not sure about this episode. Okay. Um, what about for you? Um, I think one of the things I I liked is I really saw myself in and Simon Peter. Uh, that idea that I need to I need to fix this and and it seems like it's out of control, but I think I can get a handle on it. I can I can rein it back in. Um, you and I have seen this, and people have probably seen this in my. Like I get stressed and then I get trying to control all the details and I get trying to, you know, my further and further in the way of people just trying to do things. And, uh, I think I can fix something when I really can't. Uh And sometimes like you're really good to say, Hey, what, what's going, why are you so stressed? And I'll be like, I'm not stressed. And you're like, uh, yeah, you are. Uh, you need to sit down and sit on your hands and stop causing problem for everybody. And it's like, I can, but I can see myself in Simon, like the idea, like, Oh, if I just scheme or I can fix this or let's come up with a new idea. Um, so for me that stood out. I really saw myself in that character. I loved the um Mary's response to Nicodemus in the marketplace when he's like, What happened? She's like, I don't know. But I was one way and now I'm indifferent. And I will know Jesus. She doesn't know Jesus' name, but I will know him for the rest of my life. Right. Um, I, I can't tell you his name cause he didn't tell me. And I, and then where is he? Well, he said he's not ready yet. Uh-huh. So I'm just waiting for him to come back, but I'm going to know him for the rest of my life. That idea that I was one way and now I'm different. Love that. Yeah. Cool. Love that. Yeah. I think the thing that kind of stood out with me the most would be the, the struggle between, um, doing things for ritual and tradition, but keeping like the heart behind them. Um, because I think that's kind of where 
like I see that a lot in our lives, whether it's Sunday morning church or, you know, Christmas meals or Thanksgiving times or Easter or whatever holidays we're having, or there's a big difference between doing something to do something and doing something with a purpose. And so that's like pretty evident in this episode or setting up for that at least. Yeah. I'm not a traditional type of person. No, I don't like doing things to do things. Yeah. (laughs) I have a hard time with that. And and I'm sure people have seen that at camp where I, I like, Hey, why do we do this? Right. And are we just doing this because, or is there a reason for it? Right. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I can see that where they kind of put the reason back into the tradition. Uh-huh. I like that too. That's cool. But I really, yeah, man, I'm going to push against some of that stuff sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the chosen episode too. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed it and are going to continue watching it. You've likely already watched more than just two episodes. Um, because it's so good. If you watch the YouTube, he's actually got a sweater on that says Binge Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fun. Consider uh, supporting them, maybe. Yeah. They, I saw a video. It was actually a live stream that was posted recently. They are filming season two currently. Oh, cool. Very so, cool. In this. I know they're like halfway like This summer funded they were filming it. So. For, season, for episode eight. Yeah, they're almost done. Uh, funding all of the episodes, all, all the eight season. episodes, and then they've added a second funding or final funding target to cover like COVID expense. That's called oh, okay. But they got to cover cleaning and costs yeah. of isolations. And yeah, because the stream I saw, they were all wearing masks and oh, really? on set and all that. Insane. Filming in Utah makes sense. In, so Utah. in the desert, they had this crazy set and all that. I pretty neat. That's crazy. I got a little spoiler for one that. of the one of the episodes. Cool. Involves a pool. A pool. It's the uh, the director is saying it's scene he is most nervous about for the entire season. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. So called it the most controversial. I think I don't know why. Oh, super. I don't think it actually is, but maybe. Wow. I'm assuming it's the pool at Bethsaida. Super. That's how you say it. But uh, guess pool we'll party. find out. Pool party season two. Be there. We uh, want to talk about a cultural moment or a cultural relevant thing or give yeah, you we a could. hint to something um, or uh, the one thing I was thinking about or are we playing a game no, let's not play a game no uh, we let's not play a game today the one thing I was thinking about we could talk about is camp what because I realized when we were recording that people may be wondering about camp oh. and they're like listening to this camp podcast we're not talking about camp hey, okay so maybe we should talk at least briefly about camp every once in a while. Okay. Well, what's we just happening, talk about. what's going on. Well, we didn't have camp this summer. Ooh. Um, how, are we still alive? We are still alive. <laughs> camp is still are alive. Are we going to be okay? Are we going to have camp next summer? I hope so. I hope we can do something. So we're going to make it to the new year. Before the new year, but we'll just kind of wait mm-hmm. on that and see. I don't want to get my cart in front of the so horse. camp is surviving. Camp is surviving. We have had uh, some amazing donations uh-huh. uh, that have helped us immensely. And we have had some surprise uh, donations that have come out of, of the blue and just been like, wow, just uh-huh. when we needed money. So uh, the pool this summer. So we did open the pool. Uh-huh. Uh, we had rentals and people were using the pool. And then I was like, oh, there's a problem here with the liner. And I was like, oh, what's the problem? And I called the company and they're like, oh, yeah, you just need some 
you know, silicone caulking there and we'll just come out and fix that. And they came out to fix it and they're like, Ooh, this is bigger than we thought. I'm like, how big? And they're like, ah, big. And so your, your brain like just goes like, Oh shoot, we're going to lose the pool. This sucks. What are we going to do with camp with no pool? Imagine camp, no pool. And we just got to rely on the, the swamp. No, like you're going down and playing on the log and just walking on the water because of the algae. Like, okay, we got to fix the pool. So they came out and they said, oh, we can fix this. It'll be $13,000. What the? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money that we did not anticipate. And then? But we were able to fix it. And we actually had um, a couple of significant donations that paid, like we had three checks in about a week mm. that uh, covered $10,000 of that. Wow. And that was amazing. And it wasn't that they were giving to help pay the cost of the pool repair. It just was like, here's your, inv- this is the quote for the, the cost. And then the next week there were these checks. And yeah. Like, wow. God just continues to do some fantastic stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, as far as we had big plans with septic and new building and where's all that at? Are we halted, canceled? Is MOE going to shut us down? What's no, going on with all that? No, but we do have a plan for our poop. And, uh, that is going ahead. A septic system. I mean, a septic system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's gone through GRCA and they said, yeah, it looks like a good plan. And now it has gone to the MOE, MOECC or whatever they call themselves now. And they are looking at it and it's sitting in their hands. We should have that back. It could be weeks. It could be months, mm. but within the next year, we should have a significant plan for what we are going to do with that septic. It's pretty cool. Sounds good. All right. So camp's doing all right. We're going to make it to next year. Hopefully we can have normal camp. We can sing together. Let's have uh, a campfire. Let's hope that. Play games. Fishy, fishy. That that something good happens this, uh, this winter. Yeah. Hope for good news. Good news. Watch. So are we going to be hiring a normal timeline here? This is counselors listening to this, hopefully. So I'm thinking that we'll have uh, uh, applications up online before Christmas again, like normal. Um, Maybe. No, yeah, for sure we will. Probably returning counselor applications will be due the end of January. CITs. Uh, it'll be due by February. the end of January and we'll do our interviews in February, same as always. And we'll just go from there. If uh, you were a CIT this past summer, then you're applying, I guess, as a returning counselor. I guess so. I don't know how to do that. It's going to um, be interesting. So apply as a returning counselor and we'll go from there. We'll get your CIT training in this summer. Yeah. But uh, we don't know how many we're going to hire. We don't know what the summer is going to look like, but we are hoping and praying for, um, not normal, but a return to full staff and a return to a full camp of campers. Well, we're hoping for a normal summer, a normal summer. Yeah. What would be a normal summer? All right. Anything else? No, this has been great. Thanks for listening to episode three. We, uh, this has been fantastic and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Should we leave them with a song suggestion? Sing song. Song Like, should we, like, suggest a piece of media for them? Sure. Yeah. Well, I would say suggest? that podcast with Lecrae, if they're interested, fantastic. Carrie Newhoff. Okay, let's leave, let's leave the listeners with a, uh, well, 
they just listen to this podcast, we really want to leave them with another hour. That's a, Uta- a YouTube. All right. If you are bored and you want something to watch on YouTube, we have um, an interview with Lecrae that you could you could uh, listen to and watch. It's pretty good. Um, you can search Carrie Newhoff. That's N I E U W H O F. I think. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, just search Carrie Lecrae. It should come up. Yeah. Carrie Lecrae interview. Carrie C A R E Y. And that should come up. Carry on, carry on. Carrie Newhoff is a man. Yes. <laughs> search that up and uh, <laughs> search that up. Give it a watch. Um, other than that, oh, a new song, new NF song out. Give that oh, really? a listen. It's pretty good. Actually, it's kind of weird. I don't really know. I haven't listened to it that well. Okay. I haven't seen that. Check it out. Okay. I will. Thanks. Have a good day. See you next week. Good day. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Thanks. See you next week, guys. Peace. See you later. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs> Look at this. This is an aspen. You can tell that it's an aspen tree because of the way it is. <laughs> Honey, is that? That's pretty neat.